Hey everybody, I am at 7th Street and 8th Avenue to talk about bugs. Oh my god, there's the cutest little dog. He's short. Um, so apparently around here there was a time when there was kind of a plague of grasshoppers. Um, they showed up in the fall, they destroyed tons of crops, you know, and destroyed farmland and all that shit. They laid eggs that hatched in the spring. So basically every year the grasshopper problem just kept cycling, right? And we're talking about like thick cloud swarms of grasshoppers. We're not talking about like, oh yeah, you're walking down a trail and you see them hopping around and shit. We're talking about like unbelievable numbers of grasshoppers. Like you see pictures of these guys working in a field and they have to have like a thing over their face so that they're not in their mouth and their nose and all that shit. Um, so they learned a little bit more about, like, which crops the insects weren't as interested in. And they used different traps and all that stuff so they could get the grasshoppers. Because there's a stage where before they grow wings, they're still, like, moving around. So that's when you got to get them. Um, so then there was a guy who owned a store right where I'm standing now named A.Z. Salomon. Salomon? S-A-L-O-M-O-N who came up with a contest. And the contest, he owned this dry goods store, and he got the best suit in the place, and he offered it to the man who could bring in one million grasshoppers. So there's a guy named John Templeton who uh, basically made up a trap, and he captured what he thought was well over a million grasshoppers, um, and he brought them into the store in a big sack to get his prize. Now here's the problem. Mr. Solomon was like, I'm not giving you the suit because the grasshoppers are dead. Which is, you know, seems like one of those things where the uh, store owner was like, I'm going to just do this because it's like a goodwill funny thing. You know, it'd be like Helpful Snowman saying like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a... I'm trying to think what my equivalent of that would be. I'm going to like lease a uh, very cheap car... For somebody <laughs> who can uh, get me 500,000 followers on Twitter. Just sort of thinking like, you know, this will be funny to try and maybe it'll work and maybe I'll get more followers. But, you know, I'm never going to get up to 500,000, so don't worry. And then like a week later, I'm like, oh, fuck, it happened. And I didn't think I'd be as unhappy about it as I am. So anyway, um, he wanted, the, uh, he wanted them alive. He was like, this isn't dead or alive. So Templeton was like, all right, fuck you. He went and he did it again. He got another million and brought him into the store alive. And so the store owner was like, well, we got to count them. You know, we can't just have, have you assuming that this is like a million, right? Because it seems like a lot. But a million is like a lot of a lot. I mean, could you fit them in a sack? Who has a million grasshopper-sized sack? Nobody. So he's like, we got to count them. And Templeton was like, sure. Um, but here's the thing. I'd have to open up the sack. And uh, it's nighttime. So in order to see them, we'd have to do it inside the store. So if you want to count them, what we're going to have to do is uh, release a million grasshoppers inside your store. Now, I don't know if this was uh, Templeton's plan 
or if he was a fast thinker, or if he was like, I'm not going to come back here a third time so that you can change this up on me again. But either way, Mr. Solomon agreed to give Templeton the prize, uh, gave him the suit without counting the grasshoppers. And, you know, I would think at this point Solomon would be like, you know what, I don't think this guy's going to give up. And this is just making my life more miserable than it's worth. I'll just, I'll just give away the damn suit. And uh, supposedly Templeton wore this blue suit to church every Sunday. Well, he wore it every Sunday. I don't know if he went to church. I'm assuming he went to church. He seems like a uh, seems like a, a guy who'd do that kind of thing. All right. So here's an interesting addendum to that story. Uh, supposedly. There were reports of a cricket demon not too far from here, which I was like, cricket grasshopper, that seems kind of close. And a uh, paranormal investigation crew looked into it. So I'm going to read you their report. And uh, you can decide for yourself whether you think the cases are connected. Uh, Case information. We were contacted by a woman who claimed that she had witnessed large crickets wandering throughout the home. Voices coming from the kitchen when there is nobody in the kitchen. Odd lights coming from the basement. And the house had only two residents, sisters, aged 90 and 92. This is a fucking amazing horror movie, by the way. Golden Girls, but with uh, evil bugs. I mean, that's isn't that the pitch right there? Is that Do you need anything other than... Imagine Golden Girls, but they're being attacked by evil demonic bugs. It appeared that only one of the women was having the experiences. They were happening late at night when the older sister was sleeping. We visited the home to interview the sisters and look at the location. The home was a very normal residence, and both of the sisters were very friendly and showed no signs of dementia. The only medical conditions that we identified were that the oldest sister was extremely hard of hearing and partially blind. That's all. No worries. This seemed to be an easy explanation for the reason that she was not witnessing the events herself. There you go. See, this is perfect. This is a movie. And it's like the one sister thinks the other's, oh, she's probably got the the dementia. I don't want to tell anyone about this because they're going to put her in a home or something. But, you know, it's like, uh, but I'm, you know, going, I'm losing my senses. I don't know. I can't tell what's happening. And the other sister's frustrated because she's like, this lady has no senses left. She can't tell what's going on. Um... While interviewing the sisters about their experiences, we decided that we would take some time to be quiet and listen to the natural sounds of the home. After several minutes, we all heard what sounded like a very muffled conversation coming from the kitchen. Upon examination, the sound was discovered to be coming from the refrigerator. This sound was the byproduct of a Freon compressor that had a bearing that was bad. When the unit would turn on, the sound of voices would be heard. This was something that could be easily fixed, and they said it was still under warranty. This is a very thorough, uh, thorough team here. As the interview, one investigator started to examine the house. The location was a very normal house with nothing that would immediately explain the experiences. While examining the location, we discovered that there was a very almost dangerous level of, a very almost dangerous level of EMF in the older sister's bedroom. The source of the EMF was traced to a CPAP machine that was used by the older sister. <laughs> Uh, We continued interviewing the sisters and asked how long the things that they had reported had been happening. They reported that it had been going on for about three months. 
We then asked how long the CPAP machine had been in the older sister's bedroom. They responded that it had been in the home for about three months. When we asked where and when the occurrences were happening, they decided that most of it was happening late at night and while they were both at the sister's room. The reason that they were both in the older sister's room is because the younger sister would feel scared at night and eventually go to her sister's room so she would not have to be by herself. She would go into the room and sit on the recliner that was next to the bed her sister was in. At that point, she would start to see and hear things. She even claimed that she saw some type of human-animal hybrid look into the room from the hallway, but it never came into the room. It appeared that the older sister was never seeing any of this reported activity, but was just repeating back what her sister had told her. Hypothesis. The two sisters were in their declining years, and the condition of their brains was not at their peak. In combination with the state of their brains and large amount of EMF that was being produced by the CPAP machine, we thought it was possible that the experiences was being created by these two conditions in combination with the cultural fears of the experiencer. She was afraid of large bugs, demons, and people they did not know in the home. This theory was based on the conclusions of Dr. Michael Persinger, who was a noted correlation between strong EMF and the human brain. To test this hypothesis, we ran a two-night experiment. Night one, the subjects would both stay in the older sister's room and leave the CPAP machine running. Regardless of what was witnessed, they would note it for our examination when we returned. Night two, the subjects would stay in the older sister's room and turn off the machine, unless the older sister was having breathing issues. They would keep notes for our examination when we returned. I mean, you have a CPAP machine because you have breathing issues. Analysis. The first night, the subjects reported that it had been one of the worst nights that they had ever had. There were people wandering through the home, the large bugs had been seen again, and neither one had slept. The second night, they reported that they had no problems and that they had slept better than they had in months. We asked the sisters to contact their insurance company and tell them that the CPAP machine they'd been given was too loud and they could not sleep with it running. Therefore, they needed a different model. We suggested this, when we suggested this, the sisters wanted to know why we would have them tell the story. We explained that if they told the insurance company the machine was making them see ghosts, they would probably find themselves in some kind of permanent care. Follow-up. They contacted the insurance company and had the device changed to a different one. They had no further problems. Well, you know, I'm not the biggest believer in this EMF bullshit, but uh, I, I gotta give it to these uh, ghost adventurers. They did a good job, they solved the problem, and they even, here's what I like about them. They're self-aware enough to be like, look, this is not about making them believe in ghosts, the insurance company, because they won't. Let's just get you a different fucking machine and solve the problem. You know, it's, it's affecting your brain. Here's what I like about it, it's practical. They're not like, we need to solve the problem of EMF. They're like, we need to solve the problem of these two ladies having this machine. The end. I appreciate that. I appreciate that practical approach that just gets straight to the heart of the issue. And uh, I just, you know what? Kudos to you guys, paranormal investigators. That was some nice work. So uh, was it was it the grasshopper plague's return? Maybe. Because, you know, thinking about, think about it this way. Poonmaster Flex makes fun of me because I always say that. Think about it this way. So then I make fun of myself, and I'm like, think about it this way. But uh, think about it this way. What if the EMF opened the old lady's minds 
to, you know, it like opened the doorway for the grasshopper, spirits, demons, what have you, to return. Um, if that's what happened, that would make sense. I mean, I'm, I'm using the, uh, the phrase, that would make sense pretty loosely here. But it would kind of make sense, right? That the... Uh, that that's what happened rather than they just randomly saw grasshoppers. Seems either one is equally likely. So let's go with the spookier one, which is that, uh, you know, the, gra the grasshopper demon took advantage of, of the lady's state because she was like uh, all fucked up on EMF. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. That's the grasshopper story. The man who uh, killed two million grasshoppers and got a suit and uh, their perhaps revenge that was thwarted by some uh, overall very professional ghost hunters. See you next time.